Hi, Christina here, founder of Liberate. I wanted to let you know that all of our amazing practitioners, healers, and intuitives are available for remote sessions. And we are continuously adding new classes, workshops, and meditations to serve you every week. Thank you for joining us, and I hope that we can help you liberate yourself. It's all just new information. Coming at you (laughs) in whatever vibration. Good vibration. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about intuition, both from kind of like more the scientific realm, which is really fascinating, and the metaphysical realm, and really about developing uh, your intuition and the wisdom and power behind it, and so much other things. You know how we do it, we kind of steer, steer off track here. But <laughs> today, this guest over sitting on my left here is Michael Carson, and he is a coach, a hypnotherapist, and also he helps teach and guide people through developing their intuition. So that's what he's here. We're going to learn a lot. I'm excited because uh, I love the subject, and I think it's so helpful and practical in everyday life. So well. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. It is great to be here. Uh, thrilled to meet you and the dogs and everything. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, everybody, they might jump up at times, but they just went on a four-hour hike, so they might be okay. <laughs> They're energizing us as we uh, <laughs> as we dive into intuition. But no, I really appreciate the, uh, the warm introduction. And, uh, you know, intuition is a topic for me that... Um, wasn't one I ever thought I would be teaching or focusing on until I started to learn about it and look back at my life and realized, wow, I've been developing my intuition in some really powerful ways without realizing it. And I think my hope actually is that as people listen, people actually realize I'm way more powerful intuitively than I, than I had a clue of. And that, uh, and that simply recognizing it is the activation of your superpower of psychic intuition (laughs) i like that calling to the superpower and Mm -hmm. also the that it applies to everybody in that you had this experience of not even realizing how much you Mm -hmm. had developed that Mm -hmm. that tool and Mm -hmm. we can look at it as a tool because it's i think a lot of people judge it as a gift but it's really a tool right so you work the tool Mm-hmm. You know, your muscles are a tool for you to walk and move, mm-hmm. and this is a tool that's there for you, and it's not a gift. I think that's an important thing. Yeah. some I would say maybe the people we would say are gifted in intuition are the people who are just kind of, for whatever reason, like the, you know, the, the pianists who have a year of piano lessons and they're playing, you know, the most complex etudes. Some people are just more naturally able, but we all have the tool. And it's a matter of just looking at it and, oh, and recognizing it. I really it. like that metaphor, oh, you know, good. like, because, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I'm just reiterating that because it really hit. But, mm. you know, I think anybody, if you put in a little bit of effort and energy and some lessons, you can learn mm-hmm. to play the guitar, you can learn to mm-hmm. play the piano. Yep. You might not be a savant and you might not have this huge career with it, but can you play a few different tunes and some songs and can you play them well and the more you practice? Can mm-hmm. you play them better? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and but then there's some people that they can just <laughs> exactly. and you're like, wow, 
<laughs> I envy those musicians. But um, yeah, and, and I think also intuition, I mean, I think in a moment we should actually say, what what do we think yeah, is intuition? Yeah, yeah. How do we define it? Um, <laughs> that would help too, because I mean, I think it's a word that's thrown around a lot. And yeah. a lot of people have, uh, you know, most of the people that are watching are, mm -hmm driven because you're already fascinated with metaphysical mm -hmm. realms and but even within that it's looked at as hooey wooey mm -hmm. right but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be and um i, I was going to say too you know intuition speaks to individuals in different ways people have different um sort of skills within the realm of intuition you might hear um, like in the modern mystery school, very metaphysical, you know, ancient tradition of being psychic and remote viewing. They talk about clairaudience, clairvoyance, different ways in which are you, are you hearing things? Are you seeing synchronicities in your life? Mm -hmm. How, so intuition has different signatures for how it speaks to people. Um, so again, I think that's. How would you define it though? Let's backtrack. So let's, that. let's backtrack to that. Yes. How would I define it? So a couple of ways uh, I like to think of intuition. Um, and I just kind of throw out a few different definitions that I've learned or Put together over the years again because you know intuition can be metaphysical it can be spiritual it can be personal practical there's even people who bring intuition into the business world so intuition uh, very simply to me is having access to information without really knowing where you got it from it's like i didn't read it in a book no one told it to me i didn't look it up but somehow i knew you know, I knew yeah. to um, make this phone call today instead of that one. I knew to go to this place, which didn't really fit with my schedule or wasn't my plan, but I did it anyway. And something happened that was, you know, synchronistic and helped me reach a goal. So just having information or thoughts come up, ideas, and and not really knowing where they came from. And, and really, um, as we get into it, the mechanics of it, you know, there's lots of ways that we tap into sort of the collective unconscious of information around us. Um, another way to think about intuition is uh, mobile attention. Uh, we were just chatting a little earlier, I was mentioning like remote viewing, which is people who can in their mind's eye actually locate visually, can see another location. And do, do, do. Do, do, do. And, um, now this is the metaphysical like <laughs> crazy stuff, which is interesting because I just learned like the real like, like history of where metaphysical came from. And it Ooh. wasn't, it was all in science based <laughs> and it was, and, it had, it was nothing of the study of the supernatural. It was this metaphor uh, or this, there was a science and then it was these things that outside of science. Mm -hmm. And so really metaphysical means the study of things outside of science. Mm -hmm. And, but really, I mean, that can be a classification of anything, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was just the way that they, they approached it. And it was more of this term that was used in the scientific community. And then somehow then it went into the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And then what we know of it now is more of a term used for supernatural, not for anything right. outside of the fundamentals of what is studied in regular normative science. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole rabbit hole of history there, yeah. right? Of different ways, um, you know, quote unquote, metaphysical topics have been sort of framed in a way that makes them seem more kind of woo woo or more. Well, outside. yeah. Well, now that yeah. now it's it's almost uh, 
how do you say that word? Metaphysical means super. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, means supernatural. Right. But it, it, it right. doesn't. It, right. By definition, it doesn't. But right. that's what we know it to mean right now. Okay, right. so remote viewing. Remote, well, remote viewing. So uh, another way to think about intuition is mobile attention. Intuition speaks to me very clearly, and I think to everyone where, you know, if you ever notice yourself kind of getting distracted by some topic or idea and you're like, no, that's that's not what I need to spend my time on. And, you know, your attention just keeps going different places and learning how to follow where your attention goes, the images that come to mind that you might not realize have a significance. Um, following your attention when you're, and we'll get into the sort of the neuroscience of this, you know, when you're really lined up with your gut, with your heart, and when you start to, you know, have thoughts coming in, you know, you follow your attention and that kind of takes you places. That's kind of how the universe guides us in a lot of ways through our intuition. Mm. Um, so, you know, and everybody has the experience of that, you know, friend you haven't talked to in five years who you're like, I should call that person. And who calls you that day? You know, it's the friend from five years ago. And you think, well, what a coincidence. And, you know, I don't know how many times you've heard in the spiritual world, there are no coincidences. Yeah. And right. And, um, you know, that that experience of being in the bookstore and, you know, looking for some book that you end up not buying because some other book just like literally fell off the shelf on your floor on your foot and just change the course of you know you know five years later you're in a new career because of yeah. that you know or you so, hear often about like the bond between a child and a parent mm, right yeah. oh. whether a mother and or a father especially you hear more about the mother and the child bonds but mm -hmm. that they just have this we'll call it sixth sense of knowing when something's wrong, something's up, something's different, you know, and even sometimes can feel when their child even grown yeah. is sick or ill, or, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's just this, this connection <laughs> that is beyond mm -hmm. that what you would think would be logical. Right. Right. And a lot of that is all precognitive. You know, mothers don't think, Oh, I'm using my, you know, trans, trans uh transpersonal like unconscious connection with my child to know what they need mothers just know and you do know, you think okay so know. so on this and this will be like a segue into the science behind it sure. you know i love animals mm -hmm. and you know i have i have two dogs mm -hmm. as many people know that watch but uh <laughs> they they have instincts right just ways of being and knowing mm -hmm. of certain things that mm -hmm. are up um but you think then you go and you translate that from dogs into other animals like you know the salmon just know how to go back to their their place where they were mm -hmm. born and make that yep. voyage or that you know whales or dolphins do this certain like you know kind mm -hmm. of up and down the coast like you know or birds flying north mm -hmm. and they you know and yes there's these mechanical type of mechanisms and you could say oh well there's something that they're picking up on the magnetic pulse or the things or whatever of the the earth but i mean it's it's things beyond a conscious awareness. Yeah. And so would you describe intuition as things beyond your cognitive process? Absolutely. And it is a great segue. I want to tell you a study about dogs actually in a moment. Here. Okay. Um, but yeah, and that's a really astute point that, you know, really in a given moment of time, in a present moment, we're really only accessing 
you know, it used to be thought about 10% of our, you know, sort of cognitive capacity was conscious. And research more recently is showing that really like 97, 98% of who we are in a moment is completely unconscious out of our awareness. Our ability to be aware of something, to be paying attention to something is a very thin band of attention that is conscious. Yeah. So seven another, plus or minus two, six. seven plus or minus two. And that's if, you know, life is perfect. And really, if you're under stress, it's more like four plus or minus two. Well, yeah, now we're bombarded even, even exactly. more in our attention span. I mean, I yeah. think when that came out with yeah. NLP and stuff like yeah. that, with that, it was before our attention span went beyond <laughs> that or less than that of a goldfish. Yeah, and, so, and what we're talking about here is kind of how many chunks of information, <laughs> right, can be, we're, we're pretty much goldfish at this point, how many chunks of information, <laughs> right, uh, how many chunks of information can you kind of hold in your working memory at a period, in a period of time. And a chunk of information is like, you know, one example would be, you know, uh, I have a blue car, it's a Toyota, it has, you know, this, it's two wheel drive, it has this, that all kind of comes together as a chunk of information. And when we're stressed out, that's, you know, I, I notice especially when the whole quarantine started in the spring, uh, a lot of folks I was working with became much more forgetful because mm -hmm. they were so stressed and a lot of people were struggling to adjust to, you know, living life from their home. And I just started to notice people, I'm like, I just told you that yesterday. And then I realized I started reading about uh, stress-induced neuroplasticity and all of that. And so, so yeah, but the point being, um, you are so much more than you can possibly be aware of in a moment. Yeah. And yeah, and I say that really as a, as encouragement because we don't, you know, when we're anxious about something or worried about something, we're not remembering in that moment every single thing in our life that we did right or we, you know, we, we, we pushed through that got us to where we are. Yeah. You know, that's just gone, right? Our brain is already short-circuited. We're not even accessing that. And so, you know, when you're, when you're learning something, particularly, you know, whether it's intuition or any skill, be aware that, you know, 99% of who you are is paying complete attention, whether you realize it or not. And, um, you know, give your, give yourself more credit mm -hmm. and, um, and also trust that, um, you know, you, you have the answers and intuition only speaks in the present. I think that's a really important distinction as we're getting into the neuroscience. Intuition doesn't, you know, your intuition is not going to tell you something that you really, that you need to know in three weeks. And, mm -hmm. and part of the reason for that is intuition understands how the mind works. <laughs> intuition understands how in our society we think the mind is in control. Yeah. Right. We think the mind is in control. Thinking really is just perception. Yeah. That's the true definition. It's not looping around thoughts. And so, um, you know, intuition's not going to give you an insight that you're going to need to solve a major challenge in three weeks if... Uh, your kind of unconscious realizes, well, if I give them this information now, they're just going to be anxious about it. They're going to take it off track. They're going to try and jump ahead. They're going to, you know, uh, kind of meddle with the universe yeah. <laughs> for, for lack of a better. So, um, but then yet sometimes though, mm -hmm. just challenging that a little Please bit, do. because sometimes your intuition gives you 
what you need for the future. Right. You know, so sometimes it does. You know, so uh, they might be prepared. It might be preparing you for, you know, like the book that the example that you gave Mm -hmm. the book that falls on your feet, that that changes the trajectory of your life um, Mm -hmm. moving forward. Or sometimes you just get that nudge that, you know what, I need to grab (laughs) this and take this with me because, Mm -hmm. you know, then you find out that six hours later, mm-hmm. the car was broken into or something else happened, but you, right. you purposely took that one piece of valuable thing yes. you knew. And so it was preparing you for fo- something right. in the future. You don't always know what it's for. And that's, yes. that's a good clarification. That it might not be that you're not getting intuition in the present about the future, because many of us do. It's just that you're going to get the information that's relevant to the now moment. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So I can see that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, good clarification Because I was like, you know, like sometimes, like, you know, like that steers you, guides yeah. you, has you do some things yeah. to protect you for what is soon mm-hmm. to come, you know? And then you, I mean, you hear about all those stories of like, I mean, uh, going into having, having people not take planes that they just felt that they shouldn't get on a plane for whatever reason. And yeah. then later it crashes or yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. that they whatever the case may be. There's, visit there's this person there. and then they, they pass away yeah. things like that after you visit them. Yeah. And you know, there's a, I think there's something too to highlight and I don't tell the dog story of just the why behind even, why should I develop my intuition? Why should I? Yeah. Well, like I would love to hear a little bit more yeah. in the science of it yes. too. And then yes. maybe the why, you know, okay. so like, yeah. cause I think that that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well the science of it. So there's a study that, um, I think I read this study, before I even realized I was preparing to teach people intuition like 10 okay. years ago. See, um, see, and this is what I mean. Like I get that yeah. all the time. Like I'm right. constantly just uh, micro, micro-processing yeah. information. I like to learn about subjects that are completely, I don't know anything about. And I like to yeah. do that for at least an hour a day, mm. um, uh, just so I can constantly work my muscles of my mind yeah. to learn different things in different yeah. fields, whatever the yeah. case may be. Which also downregulates. But, 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 yeah. but I happen to notice that for whatever reason, whatever I tend to learn, it shows up in a conversation like down the week. <laughs> oh and I'm my like, gosh. I'm like, I. But it was completely random because it's a practice. It was one of my mentors back when I had this tech company. He taught that like, that's what he did and he created all the success. And so like I've taken that on over the years that, that that's what I do. And but it's time and time again, these random. And when I say random, like it can be completely I go into robotics or I go into like like plants and how, the diversity of like I'll do whatever. It's an hour a day, different subject matter. And it. It shows up. And right. I'd be like, I never even knew anybody knew of anything yep. with that. And then there it is. There is a conversation going on about it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I get to share this knowledge that I just learned. And then people think I'm an expert, but it really, I just like learned or read about it like earlier that day. <laughs> yes, yes. I've had that a lot too recently. It's like something I read about, like I'm talking to someone or working with a client. This happens all the time with clients and workshops. I'll be preparing to teach something. I'll go down some rabbit hole that's completely unrelated. And suddenly I have exactly like the metaphor or the information or the resource for the person I hadn't met yet. Yeah. You know, it's like I have a friend, she's a therapist in New York. And she's like, yeah, it got really weird when I started having dreams about my clients that I haven't met yet. And then I meet them and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, the the story I was thinking about, uh, or the study I was thinking about, is a Sorry, Rupert. Yeah, no, I, no, no, no. I'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're doing a good job of letting ourselves get excited and then bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. So hope bear with us. Um, so the study I want to talk about is uh, Rupert Sheldrake's study that I read about in a Deepak Chopra book. Um, one of Deepak Chopra's books, I think early 2000s, about synchronicity. And Rupert Sheldrake is a researcher in the UK, uh, and he did a study and it was all about, are, are dogs waiting at the front door when their owners come home because it's the habituation of time and they just it's tapped into their circadian rhythm, they've memorized it? Or are dogs picking, I mean, you understand the phenomenon that people, you know, dogs are always there, they're always waiting uh, often. Are the dogs uh, picking up on something intuitively knowing when their owner's coming home? Mm-hmm. So the study, it was very simple. They uh, got a bunch of people that work nine to fives, so, you know, pretty rigid schedules, that kind of person who's going to the same job every day, coming home at the same time. And they had, of course, with their permission, they put cameras in the home, uh, wherever the plate, like by the front door, the back door, by the windows, the places the dogs would usually be when the owner comes home. Right. So they were looking to see if they, through a triple blind process, <laughs> uh, had the owner come home earlier would the dogs be waiting at the door? And if so, at what point when they started their journey home from the office, would the dogs get to the door? Ah, yeah. <laughs> get it? So they're looking at... Because they're not just sitting at the door the whole time. Exactly. So otherwise that would de- the defeat the, the purpose. And exactly. Just, as soon as you laugh, they're there and they never move from the door. Exactly. You got it. So... Um, so the dogs are, you know, doing their thing around the house, going out, you know, the doggy door or whatever. And the way they study, you know, it's triple blind. So someone who do- calls someone who calls someone who calls the, the guy at the office and, you know, at some random time during the day and says, okay, uh, go home now. Mm-hmm. And what they found was as soon as the owners started pulling out of the parking garage at their office miles away, the dogs migrated to the spot and started to wait whether it's by the front door, by the window. And they, they did this study uh, with a number of different people and found consistently that if the owner just decided randomly to come home with, without fail, just as they started driving home and focusing on getting home, the dogs were, bam, waiting for them in their spot. And um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, Peggy, you don't wait for me the whole time? You know exactly when I'm going to come home? She's like, yeah. <laughs> she just looked up. <laughs> yes. So that, you know, I remember reading that. I was like, I don't know, 20 or something. And just thinking, well, that's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, what I want to talk about when we get into the neuroscience is how how does that, you know, information about uh you know whatever it might be that's coming into your field of awareness that information of oh i should call that person i haven't talked to in five years and then they call it's kind of a similar pattern in the sense that uh, that person had had an intention thinking oh maybe i'll call this person and we pick up on that that's sort Mm -hmm. of the collective unconscious and really from a mechanic from really a, a an electrical a magnetic a um uh, uh, from a neurological standpoint, our heart is sort of our antenna to the collective unconscious, to each other. We're all kind of tapped into the energy of the planet, which which is measured. It's actually called the Schumann resonance. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of that. Some folks where yeah. you so, can see. 
7.82 hertz. You got it. <laughs> exactly. Which is just the energy of the, the planet. It's, it's kind of where lightning's coming from. It's how the earth absorbs solar energy. It's where, you know, all of the energy humans are broadcasting impacts it. But our yeah. heart space is tapped into it. The electromagnetic pulse of the earth and yeah. when people are in tune with it. Exactly. Um, we should all be in tune with it. And when they tend to mm -hmm. measure kids that are under seven years old, they tend to vibrate at 7.82 hertz. Mm -hmm. uh, as we get older, it up or down all over the place. But a few minutes in nature, about 10 minutes in nature, um, especially if you have your shoes off, it works a little bit better. You can pull yourself back into that alignment and exactly. that harmony. But exactly. That's why it's so important, but yet so many people <laughs> don't do it. Well, and a, and a simple way to engage is just to ground, is to go out into the, a park and take off your shoes and stand in the grass, and you actually deionize your body. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, as it pertains to intuition, you, our heart is, it is a, in a, an electromagnetic field, electromagnetic field that we're getting into the real deep science here that extends out from the body really ultimately infinitely. You know, you, you, you can kind of start to understand that if you get into the work of Nikola Tesla, mm -hmm. right? Famous researcher who was uncovering uh, the uh, wireless power. He was able to broadcast power over miles and miles and miles just in the ground safely well not safe for some electrical equipment but um, <laughs> but our heart is picking up on everything that's going on around us when you know when you walk into a room perhaps maybe it's to a party to an event and you don't even consciously have time to realize what's going on but you get a feeling mm -hmm. you know maybe you're like oh man this is a I don't like the vibe or I like the vibe how is that happening you're not you're not like you haven't even looked around to see who's there to see what's happening. Um, we kind of precognitively feel things through our heart space and the way that that information becomes conscious. And this is where I think intuition development is really critical. Uh, I teach folks mindfulness, uh, self-hypnosis, brainwave entrainment, things like that. Heart breathing out of the Heart Math Research yeah. Institute. Yeah, because our nervous system, our spinal column is the sort of think of that as like the, 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 uh, the fiber optic network that is taking the signal in. Like think about your wireless router, right? You plug it in with a cable to the wall and then it broadcasts it out. It's kind of like your heart is broadcasting out and bringing in information from the collective. And it's, 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 it's precognitive in the sense that you're not aware of it. You might make some decisions, um, that, taken into consideration without you realizing it, but the way that you become conscious of it is to entrain your brain, your heart, and your gut so that they're vibrating, that they are communicating at the same frequency. Yeah. Because like most, like you're saying, most people, you know, we're myself included. I get pulled, you know, I take out my phone and 30 minutes later, I'm like, why did I take out my phone? Because <laughs> I'm like, I got lost in Twitter. Uh, we're, we're so stimulated and pulled out of ourselves that actually most of us, um, if we're not being intentional, our heart space, it's almost like on a different radio station than our brain. And, and, so, and your gut. It's and our gut. Yeah. I wonder why everybody has autoimmune diseases now and yeah, other we'll types of in stress and anxiety yeah. and depression. It's like we're yep. so freaking out of alignment. Yeah. Well, did you know we have three brains? Yeah. <laughs> you know that we have three brains, right? So our gut is a brain, our heart is a brain, and our head is a brain because they're huge, large amounts of neurons. And like you were saying, you know, people have a lot of autoimmune disease. People have a lot of mental health issues that 
you know, a lot of it comes down to the fact that the gut synthesizes serotonin and the cognitive, the cognitive processing that's happening in your gut isn't communicating well with your brain. Well, there's so much new research coming mm-hmm. out on that, but and <laughs> I think just to, to clarify what Michael's saying is that these three hearts is to actually have different components and different ratios of neuro cells. So mm-hmm. uh, like your gut is 40% neuro cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, I forget exactly what the heart is. It's a little less, it's but 50,000. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. in comparison of like the cell ratio, Oh yeah. yeah so, mm-hmm. so I know 40% for your gut, but it's, it's, so it's literally, um, uh, it has brain mm-hmm. cells in there, you know, the same cells that are in your brain. But um, interesting, uh, we're deviating a little bit. I hope you guys appreciate this because everything's connected, right? And yeah. so the more that you can connect uh, the the gut and the mind and the depression and the different things is that there's a lot of um, your microbiome mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on now that they're doing mm-hmm. research they were doing a lot of research with children with autism and doing mm-hmm. like fecal transplants and mm-hmm. having them massively have a lot of their symptoms and um, reactions and outbursts that they would have and in their inability to control some of their anger and their mm-hmm. frustration and stuff yeah. massively get corrected with a simple mm-hmm. Um, reorganization of the microbiome Um, and they're now doing that with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and so like everything is so interlinked but while you were describing what I was seeing you know, as you're you're describing like your 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 mind, your gut, your heart, and like all of these networks and this ability to how important you were talking about your spinal column and everything, yeah. having that be sit up straight. <laughs> having like, that be in alignment and so that this is like if we are this radius of yeah. more than our brain mm-hmm. to understand this world, yeah. like how is intuition doesn't even have to be anything hooey wooey. It can be just using different apparatuses within yeah. your system, like how dolphins have a sonar system you know it's like it's tapping into this Mm -hmm. but you can't feel the difference if you're so out of alignment you're not even noticing the subtleties hitting your field i mean some people can feel like you were given that great example walking into a room and just feeling the toxic energy but some people are so disconnected from their feelings and awareness that they don't even feel that you can be in a group of five people you all walk into the same room and some people feel like it makes their skin crawl others are feeling like i don't just don't feel comfortable i don't know what it is one person might be able to this just not not good and another person completely oblivious right they're not even feeling it it doesn't mean that they can't feel it but they're so you you know what i'm saying exactly well and i'll say so kind of like you were explaining i appreciate that we we have these three brains we have a gut brain and a heart brain and a head brain and so to really take control or to really take full advantage of what your intuition is doing Remember, because, you know, 97, 99, 8, 99% of us were just unaware of who we of what's happening in our brain and body in terms of what we're conscious of. Um, it's really important to be in alignment, but to also then intentionally target your intuition. And uh, and I say that and I'll give an example kind of similar to walking into a room. You know, think about how if you're in a good mood and you say you go to a party uh, you tend to have a good time at the party, right? It, it could be maybe the music's too loud, uh, but you just talk louder. Maybe you don't know anyone, but you're feeling good. You're like, well, yeah, I'll meet some new people. I don't like the drinks they have. Well, I'll just, it's fine. I won't worry about 
having a drink and you just kind of have an experience and maybe you meet some new people there. Maybe you get some new ideas that really help you out. But you could go to that same party in a crummy mood. Yeah. And what happens? The music's too loud. Well, I'm just not going to talk to anyone. I don't want to get a sore throat. I don't like anything to drink here. Well, I'm just going to leave then. I don't, you know, I don't know anyone here. Oh, I don't want to meet any new people. Yeah. Right. You're, and what will happen is, you know, different information, different information hangs out at different states of awareness, different states of um, your nervous system and things like that. So intuition is the same way. So if you're uh, thinking all these negative thoughts, you're going to your intuition is just going to make your life more negative. It's going to give you all the information and get you to do things that are just going to make you more the way that you're feeling. Yeah. And perpetuate that. I, I yep. love that. It's like an example, which would for those that are, you know, into vibration. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So this is a different way to look at when people say, oh, you know, you're vibrating at that level. So you're attracting that. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you're saying, Michael, is that it's also it's even on like on a, on a more like like wavelength type of also your perception is that. Mm -hmm you're in that space that's what you notice mm -hmm. you know like yeah. you notice the things in conversation if you're in a down mood you notice the the negativity mm -hmm. in the room you notice yeah. the the irritations the different things you're positive you notice the positive right exactly and so you can say what are you vibrating at when we get into mm -hmm. way hooey wooey or we can even just say on a psychological level yeah. where are you at because that's mm -hmm. what you're noticing mm -hmm. exactly and it's you know from the vibration metaphor, which I think is a great one, it's like, you know, if you if you back remember using car radios or you know radios, I'm sure everyone remembers. Uh, you know, you turn radio. <laughs> Not everybody so remembers. There's know, some millennials that watch this. <laughs> you know, remember the old floppy disks? Oh I my used God. to work in schools and. Uh, I loved it because we we found some one day in a closet and all the little kids were like, oh, it's the save icon. <laughs> Isn't that cute? And we're like, yeah, it's the save icon. They thought I was a toy. <laughs> oh, my God. But, so it's like, you're like, yeah, you know, once upon a time, there was things that you had to dial the numbers like no. this on a phone. That must have taken forever. How did you remember them? It's seven numbers. <laughs> and you had to pull your finger all the way around. And if you put uh, your finger in the wrong one. <laughs> a rotary phone. Um, but, you know, it's oh, like you're going to hear. <laughs> you're, if you tune your radio to a station, you're going to hear the music or whatever shows on that station, whether you want to or not, until you change the dial. Yeah. And so we can use our nervous system to bring our three brains into alignment because when when we're vibing at different frequencies in our gut in our heart and our brain instead of our nervous system being able to do more for us our nervous system is having to translate all these signals and you know try to put everything together and literally i mean it actually this is why like mindfulness can actually physiologically you know heal ailments sometimes you yeah. know many of them because our nervous system, our, you know, our communication between our brain stem and our body is so clogged up with, you know, just being um, uh, sort of internally a little bit disorganized. That's, that's kind of the norm for a lot of folks. So when we tune everything to the same vibration and, um, you know, when I teach it, I teach it through just simple mindfulness, through um, uh, self-hypnosis techniques, through brainwave entrainment. Folks, it's a lot of what's happening when you're meditating anyway. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you're bringing yourself in alignment. So you're it's like you're um, it's like you've closed all the tabs on your computer. and Now it's working faster. Information's getting through. It's not clogged up. 
So would this be one of the reasons why, like, you know, I mean, what's the motivation? Mm -hmm. I get like, yeah, non-clogged up, but what's the motivation for people to actually want to develop their Mm -hmm. intuition and Mm -hmm. to have that awareness? Yeah, well, and it's a good question. Um, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to me talking about the five people walking in the room and the one person, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's, uh, ah, I'm, I'm like the person that my skin's crawling to get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, some people use their intuition to rake in big bucks with the stock market. You know, that's not how I've been desire to use it, but some people use their intuition to solve problems. Um, that's one of my favorites. And I can, I'm just thinking back and thinking about, um, all of the times that, you know, something in my life, some situation, some, something I had to work on or whatever got really complicated. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the old me, or I think what a lot of us do is we try to, we try to figure out the solution, you know, we're making calls, we're making, we're taking steps. And um, it's, it's really starting to learn how to take a step back and say, for say this prop, say I have, um, you know, it happens all the time with scheduling in my life. <laughs> like my schedule gets all screwed up and I'm like, ah, I'm like, wait a second, I step back from it. And, you know, maybe I was thinking about calling a person to reschedule or canceling something or whatever. And I step back and I think about those things and I feel nothing in my gut. I feel nothing in my chest because one of the ways intuition speaks through our brains and our body is, you know, the gut sense, Mm. the heart sense, right? When you feel something in your gut, when you feel something in your heart, like that's a pretty good sign that you're, you're moving something forward in a positive way, even if you don't understand how it's going to work out. Yeah. So what I found is when I do that, when I step back, when I take a moment, make sure I'm in what, you know, what a lot of folks call coherence, right? On the same frequency, really lined up internally. Um, I'll often realize, well, I think this person is going to have, is going to get in touch with me and because they're going to need to change it. Like my intuition will just kind of say something specific like that, or it might just say, no, hold off for a minute. And then like, you know, an hour later, if it's the scheduling issue, I get an email like, Hey, can we meet an hour later? And I'll be like, yep, that's (laughs) actually when we need to meet and you know, things like that. So intuition is a way to address challenges in your life, uh, whether it's in work, in relationships. Um, I had a, a student in one of my seminars over the summer who, a uh, great guy, had made some big life changes. Um, he was, I think he was in New York City doing work on Broadway. So like basically the pandemic hit and his whole life was just put on pause. And um, he and his partner uh, really loved each other, but started having all these relationship issues. They're arguing, trying to figure things out. And it was just funny. He, they applied these techniques and they were like, oh, we're just best friends. <laughs> and he, he wrote me after the seminar and he's like, yeah, this whole thing, this whole conflict that I was so afraid of, like even knowing, you know, at some level that the relationship needed to end somehow, like he was like, I just knew that there was a moment where I just had to say this thing about about the relationship. And I said it and literally it was like, ah, yeah. with, between both of them. And I was like, great. And it was so interesting because most people who are going to tell me that they just left a, a relationship after, you know, when I'm in seminars or even just a friend, you think you want to hug them. They're going to be crying. They're going to be sad. But he was like, I never imagined that uh, this transition could be so smooth and meaningful. And that's what I'm hearing over and over in some of the metaphors and the stories that you are providing is 
the smoothness in this kind of uh, floating through life mm-hmm. instead of fighting against life type uh, of energy. Yeah. You know, whether it's with the client that needs to reschedule or this mm-hmm. example of somebody following their intuition and what's really there and speaking their truth in the relationship. And it's like, I think when we go against what is in our alignment, because if we go back through all of this, we're, yeah. it's, it's almost like you're saying, uh, synonymous with alignment is mm-hmm. intuition. It's like all mm-hmm. three of these minds come into alignment. Mm-hmm. And when you're in alignment, you're in flow. And if you think about a river and you're floating down the river, you're in flow. If, it, if you're suddenly like what most of us do is we try to resist a current. Mm-hmm. We're trying to like, or self back up. I've been up. stuck in a riptide before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, because yeah. we think that we need to be going in a different yeah. direction because that's what our mind is so willful there, our emotions are so overpowering that they're so attached to something that isn't right for us or doesn't feel, you know, right. or vice versa. I mean, go through it. I mean, each of these different minds will get sometimes, when they're in conflict with each other, mm-hmm. we've all been there, you know, like, massively love somebody but you know that they're horrible for you or um feel that something is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. but you know like it it doesn't your heart doesn't want it or your stomach just gives you this like thing but your mind says no this is the right direction to go (laughs) and and but when you're in alignment it seems like it's like floating down a lazy river exactly and it's like ah Ah, nowhere for me to go or do this is all the right course i don't need to fight anything and that's what i'm hearing is Mm -hmm. maybe the one biggest benefit of working for in developing your intuition is allowing you to be in this alignment that when life happens and you have to make decisions and do different turns and Mm -hmm. and and go different directions in your life you're not fought with Exactly. Friction. Right. It's it's really learning how to lead more with your subconscious mind than with your conscious mind is really what intuition can be. And I, I like how you kind of were you were you, you were gesturing kind of like when we we get into a part of the current that's rough, when we get stuck in a riptide in, in our lives. Um, when really to to succeed and, and get through it, we just need to surrender, right? Yeah. Like I've I was swimming down in Florida with my brother uh, a few years back and you know, we're swimming in the ocean and all of a sudden we're like, I can't touch the ground and I can't get to the beach. And we're like, like we got to the point where we're like, should we call for help? And then we both just kind of gave up on trying to swim back and we floated back. Right. That's kind mm-hmm. of how those currents were. Yeah, it was a little scary. But, um, you know, we often when we're when we're stuck in uh, a scenario in our life that is uh, troubling to us, it's, that we're worrying about, that we're stressed about, that is causing us anxiety, we tend to we are conditioned to tend to think about it right Mm -hmm. and that's our conscious mind just spinning and spinning and spinning all on its own and our gut brain our heart brain that's our subconscious mind right that's most of who we are that's where all of our you know our wisdom and knowledge is it's where all of our skills are stored everything you know we're capable of is is always there and available to us as our as tools but when we're just spinning yeah we just push all this nonsense down through the through the pipe and we never give our subconscious uh sort of inner wisdom and which is really our strength come up which is really our intuition come up through our nervous system yeah um so it's it's really I think it's something like everyone does many things in their lives 
with their intuition. Like if you just are thinking about this for a second, looking back at your life, you know, maybe you've had some stressful times, but you've gotten through them in ways you couldn't have expected. How did you do that? You know, you, you are, you are strong, you are powerful, you have these innate tools and it's kind of like a little bit of a self reprogramming, you know, it's kind of like just kind of starting to build the neural pathways to, you know, catch yourself in the spinning. I call it living intuitively, which is kind of like what I've been trying to do, which is like, you know, as much as I can, I wake up in the morning and let the day unfold. Yeah. Right. Not always possible. So you have to make appointments, you have obligations, but it's how can I allow myself to wake slowly and really see what bubbles up and really set an intention mm-hmm. and then just get yeah. into the current. And I mean, I say like, I do that every day. My life is perfect. Hell no. I get stressed out all the time. You know, I get sidetracked all the time. Well, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't want it if it was not. You know, like so many people, my clients too, they're like, I just want things to be easy and perfect. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. If we gave everybody a dose of Pleasantville, and people probably don't even know that movie reference, but if you'd be so bored <laughs> that, yeah. you know, you look for that. And, and we're, what are we here? We're here growing and evolving, you mm-hmm. know? They said they, they say, they, whoever they is, but there's a saying <laughs> out there that says, if, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're not evolving, you're decaying. And so, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's a, that's there's so much to learn and do. And when you stop, like it's going back to that perception, mm-hmm. the situation of the worst or the best, or like yeah. it's all happening. You know, when you, when you realize that life is happening for you and not to you, and that experiences can mm-hmm. all be teaching and lessons mm-hmm. and opportunities you invite the challenges in your life you invite it in you say wow this gives me a chance to learn level up a little bit (laughs) not saying that it's not going to be stressful at times or that there's not some high stakes that are at play whether in love and family and Mm -hmm. finances and career it's all really real stuff and because it affects you but when you really pull yourself out of it, it's not yeah. really that real of stuff, you know? Right. Well, it's like it's like hiking up a mountain, right? You're not going to get to that vista point unless you sweat a little. <laughs> unless you and then once you get there, that's when you say, "Well, let's hang here for a while. Let's let's take out the sandwiches we brought. Let's let's enjoy life. Let's enjoy this place we've taken ourselves to." And most people then they're like, "Oh, let's go up to the next one. Let's keep going or let's come back tomorrow." That's kind of that's 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 uh it's it's moving ourselves into a sort of higher state of perception a higher state of consciousness and and i think an important thing to mention too about intuition development is uh effort counts and this is really again getting into that building the neural pathways so that instead of clogging up your system and being all different vibrations you're more in coherence and letting the flow of information come up into your conscious awareness into your mind from your subconscious through your heart from the collective unconscious and also with what you're putting out um, is to really understand neuroplasticity which is the brain and really the entire nervous system and body's capacity to change 
our brains are alive. They're never the same. They're, yeah. they're really just, our brain is really an automation machine, right? It just learns what we do repetitively and then just starts making it things we can do uh, without thinking about it, which is why like habits of anxiety are habits. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't realize we created them. So it, the way self-directed neuroplasticity works is simply this. It's simply choosing where you direct your thought. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's like it's not like, uh, you know, right overnight, you're just going to be able to stay completely focused on the positive and everything's good. Effort counts. Every time you just take a second longer to pause, notice what's happening in your body, notice where, wow, I can't even really fully feel my body like I'm so in my head. And you just take a moment to say, get into your body. It's like drawing lines in the sand. It's each time you drag your finger across the sand, the neural pathway gets stronger. It yeah. gets deeper. And so you'll start to surprise yourself. And I I imagine many of you who maybe do yoga or who meditate or any other sort of healing modality, you know, it starts out as, I don't think it's working, (laughs) right? It starts out as, I I taught a course on mindfulness the other night um, to folks at a library. So, you know, they're all beginners. They're coming to learn about it. And they said, oh, I tried to meditate once, but I kept getting distracted. And I was like, that's good, right? Because yeah. that's the whole thing. You get distracted and then you come back. That's building the neural pathway. So if you were to say, really be intentional about wanting to um, live more intuitively, to step back and let your subconscious speak first before you make a decision, letting all, you know, more wisdom come in, thinking through something instead of thinking, you know, of something or of a solution, you start to build these neural pathways that, you know, maybe, um, you know, next week, if you kind of take a moment each day to, 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 to just be quiet with it and to meditate on it, uh, you might notice in a week that there are a couple times where spontaneously you just took a pause and you let a different piece of information come through that yeah. changed an outcome. And then a month later, you might realize, well, it's almost like happening like four times a week now. Yeah. And, you know, a year later, you might be like, wow, I'm just doing it automatically like five times a day. And we slip up. We, we have these old habits. These neural networks are programmed. But the beauty is the more in your life you just take a moment to pause and say, you know, maybe it's a deep breath. And I think we're going to record a little meditation video that I use for yeah. intuition development. So that'll hopefully so, be linked here. So if you if you. We're going to have that link down below. Um, but if you found it first, you can go yep. back and listen to it again. Exactly. So I'll, I, I'll teach some techniques that you'll have access to, but you can use, you know, whatever helps you find calm and peace. You just start, you just start noticing yourself automatically doing that. Like while you're walking down the street, while you're, uh, taking a bite out of a sandwich, while you're even, you're working and you just start to notice, well, where am I? Like, where, where am I? <laughs> What's happening? You know, just take 30 seconds and it's like the, 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 the information that you didn't even know you need, it starts to come in. The thing about that just makes you feel good about later, like maybe you have some something happening later in the day and you just get this insight that makes you feel now you're really excited about that. You're like, oh, I can do that, you yeah. know, and, and and you just get used to it throughout your day. And that's actually really important because neurons that fire together wire together so those I like that. that's, uh, that's, a, cute that's a neuroscience uh, Neur- neurons that fire together wire neurons together that fire, it's like schoolhouse rocks <laughs> um yes so you have all these neural networks of all these habits of anxiety of whatever the habits are that you have you know 
as you start to it's when like, those it's habits like families that eat together stay together <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, friends that hike together stay together um the uh you want to actually not not just like meditate all on your own in your comfy place at home you actually want to like have these little bits of meditation mindfulness self-hypnosis where you're maybe with the intention of targeting and tapping into your intuition because you want those neural networks that get triggered throughout your day to become associated with these new ones you're building yeah. so that they eventually go like this and move towards positivity because the brain does if you give it the opportunity it will move towards positivity meaning old habits all the power that was behind them starts to become the power behind the good ones you're trying to develop so say your you know your goal is you know to be calmer to be more peaceful to be more in touch with your intuition and you know when you notice yourself getting stressed during the workday you just take 30 seconds maybe you're even still doing what you're doing and you're just like consciously yeah. breathing you are creating associations with the stress with the good feelings and the good feelings will win in the end yeah and this is important to you know just reiterate that the ability to change Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And how with I think a lot of times people know that with effort and energy on something like let's mm -hmm. look at like if we looked at something completely different, like let's say if somebody was training to do a marathon, but they never ran really. Right. Mm -hmm. The first day they might only run a couple of blocks. They might be like, I'm never going to be able to run twenty six point two miles. Right. And but if they keep on showing up and do that a little bit more, a little bit more before they know it, they're running 10 miles in the yeah. morning and they're running 15 and then they're ready. And then marathon day comes and they knock the 26.2 yeah. out of the park. Like it's the muscle. It's it's yeah. But it's also it's that training, mm -hmm. you and know, training. And, and that mm -hmm. uh, habit forming response, because mm -hmm. soon you get anchored into those associations mm -hmm. of those neural pathways. And so. You know, I don't think there's anybody that's watching that wouldn't doubt that somebody giving a little bit of effort and energy because we've seen it so many times yeah. in the physical that our mind can associate and say, yes, that is possible. Um, because, you know, like whether that's with any type of fitness regimen, right? Mm -hmm. and we say, okay, yes, people put in that effort, they can do that. We see shows mm -hmm. like, you know, the biggest biggest loser, the different things like with effort and energy, people can lose weight with effort and energy, people can become fit with effort and energy you can develop your intuition and mindfulness, I, Absolutely. you know, but it's harder because it's an internal process versus a physical thing that somebody can measure. Well, and I also think the external benchmarks in the world for how even legitimate intuition is or being psychic is or being a medium is sometimes don't actually speak the truth. And, it, you know, I was thinking you're talking about training to run. I was thinking about the four minute mile. Yeah. And how up until I guess it was about the early 70s, yeah, it was thought that no one could run a mile in four minutes. And I forget the gentleman. Who, Roger Berenstein. Roger Berenstein. After Roger Berenstein ran it, how many people after that were able to run a four minute mile? Six or seven people in the following yeah. year. And Never now it's thought been possible. Yeah. And so what, you know, it's also just kind of just having that idea in your mind that there's a lot more possibility around how intuition about how channeling how psychic abilities what whatever they might be whatever you know naturally is your uh your talent when it comes to intuition that actually that can become uh the backbone of your success in life and you don't even have to tell anyone 
Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, I was I realized in hindsight, looking back at an entire decade of my life, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I always knew I was I always was like kind of self um, self aware of the fact that like the way I was making certain decisions in my life was you know like not how other people did you know moving to a new city before getting a job and <laughs> I've done that a lot and but being completely successful and it being exactly the job I needed for where I was in my development and being kind of um, you know, you almost feel a little ostracized sometimes because that's so against the mainstream. Yeah, it's but against to, the logic a lot of times because yes, oftentimes the these brain. two are so much more powerful and it's sometimes, sometimes it will make logical sense and they'll all like be like, of mm -hmm. course, da, 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 da. But a lot of times it, you just have this knowing and it's not necessarily Okay, yeah, it makes more sense to go left, but for whatever reasons, I feel like I should turn right. <laughs> yeah. And, but there's nothing that would tell you going through your cognitive process mm -hmm. that right is appropriate. In <laughs> fact, you might have a stacking the deck of all of the reasons why left is appropriate, yeah. but for whatever reason, that feels yeah. the right way to go. Absolutely. And then you turn down there and you're like, wow, what is this place? Right. And it, exactly. Or there's a job or there's my new lover. There's the, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes just walking around a neighborhood will create a whole new career. You know, wow, I, I never thought of a business like that before. Right. Yeah. And what if you didn't walk down that street? Um, yeah, it's a it's a intuition is is magical, but it's also grounded in reality. It's also grounded in um, our nervous systems, in uh, spiritual traditions and practices and you know it's even it's even all throughout um, parts of the of different federal agencies use intuition productively believe it or not um, it's a you know I've I've thought of it and I've heard of it as you know think about intuition more like a phenomena it's not a fantastical you know like x-men skill where it's like you can fly or, or generate magnetism as much as it is a natural phenomena that um, is always active, but it's a question of how awake are you to its power? How awake and willing are you to turn right when every when everyone is telling you to turn left? Yeah, you know, and 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 to just know that you always have the freedom to go down that street again, you know. But a uh, but going down a path in your life where your heart isn't in it, where your gut isn't in it. You know, over time, that's just it. Just wears on the human body. It wears on the human soul. It it wears on our spirit. It you know, it it hurts to see when I see someone in my life who I care about, like going against their intuition and knowing it and respecting yeah. their sovereignty. Um, and and it's the same for myself when I realize, wow, I thought my way through all kinds of stuff that I think I just need to drop because my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And so learning how to. Uh, learning how to be present with your heart is i think the best way to target and be authentic with your intuition whether you're consciously thinking about what you want it to do for you or not staying in the heart really it really it really puts you in a place where um uh you, you can you can just jump at a moment's notice without skipping a beat because it's 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 who you are right our hearts are sort of our identity in a lot of yeah. ways where that lives well and it sounds like also it's about building self-trust absolutely and i think start that, small that, don't go move to a new city go like 
Go try to find a really good cup of coffee with your intuition first. <laughs> yeah, but that alignment and that relationship with yourself and that trust with yourself, yeah. I think, is the biggest thing that I see missing in people. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when you know that no matter what, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And just like you said, you can always go back down that path when you know that Mm-hmm. There are no mistakes when you know yeah. that it's all okay. It's all just new information. Coming at you <laughs> in whatever vibration. Good vibration. So good, I think that that's good, 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 good vibration. Good, I love the Beach Boys. So <laughs> here in like, LA. <laughs> I feel like that might be like a good place to kind of uh, start drawing to an end here. I want Absolutely. people to know where uh, they can find you. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing that some of your intuition courses you're doing now over Zoom and things yep. like that with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, dive in. See if there's, you know, we're going to have that meditation that we're going to link down below. Below, so you can get a little sample of what that being in alignment's like for a few minute practice that you mm-hmm. can go over. But then, if you want to start to dive even further mm-hmm. and learn more, discover more, yeah. like, where can they find you? So, well, first of all, I'll be teaching some workshops in uh, December and into the new year through Liberate. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to find me on the website. Yes, um, and really, you know, workshops about intuition development and learning how to channel and trust your inner wisdom. You know, and and I didn't say this in the podcast, but believe it or not, or in the conversation, I just want to say it real quick. Believe it or not, your um, your body and your nervous system is actually really about eighty percent internally facing, mm-hmm. and you know, which we do not spend eighty percent of our day. Right, we're all so. Oh, I think we spend. <laughs> I think it's the opposite, right? And so. Uh, this, if, this, if, this if idea of, um, right, this, this development of self-trust will come over time with just learning and proving to yourself through small action that, wow, I can go inside and get an answer that's going to change something outside of me. Yeah. And then you're like, maybe it's, like I said, maybe it's, you know, well, I'm just going to not go on Yelp and see if I can find that good lunch, you know, yeah. and then do that. And then it's like, I'm not going to plan my weekend. I'm just going to see what happens. You know, and then it's maybe like, well, you know what? I'm going to go on a trip, but I'm not going to learn anything about where I'm going and just let it flow. And then maybe, maybe it's moved to another city and get a day, you know, but, um, but yeah, folks, you can uh, find me on the Liberate site for my workshops. Um, I post pretty much about all the things I'm doing. And I post a lot of uh, educational videos about intuition on Instagram. And so my Instagram, which I imagine we can link is yeah. uh, uh, at michael.intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T. Uh, <laughs> I was like- <laughs> We'll nope. put it there, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, michael.intuit. And, um, and my website is uh, michaelcarson.net. Uh, so I, I have some YouTube videos and things as well. A lot of, a lot of stuff you can check out and link to from there. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Christina. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Please like, share um, this video. And if you're listening to this on um, iTunes or um, Spotify or any of those platforms, it's really good if you can rate us, leave a comment. It helps more people find us. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do the same down below. Um, And thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness.